What's up, guys? Jeff Cavalier, AthleanX.com. Dude, you're making you're you're making me uncomfortable. Why? Oh, was it because of my exercise? Dude, my rotator cuff feels great. Can you get behind the camera, please? You sure? I'm positive. Okay. Okay. Creep. I'm positive. All right, guys. So today, let's talk about what we're really here to talk about, and that is the face pull. A lot of people do not do this exercise right, and some of you I don't blame because there are literally tutorial videos out there with millions of views that are showing you not just an incorrect way to do the exercise, but it's actually the direct way to hurt yourself doing the exercise, and that's not what we want. So I want to make sure you do this right. And I know I've become a little bit synonymous with this exercise, but for good reason. And I'll wear that, 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 that badge proudly because I believe this is an incredibly important exercise. Not just to building the stability of your upper body and torso for your bigger lifts, but more importantly to your overall posture and health. So we need to do it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover a few different elements here. I want to talk about the equipment you use, the height you want to set it at, the grip that you're going to use, because a lot of people screw that up, the stance you take when you do the exercise, the travel and what the key points are when you actually start to move the band, and then some alternatives, and then more importantly when you program it, what type of weight you're using, what type of reps, and then you know, where you program it into your overall plan. So we start here first and foremost with the equipment. You might be training at home or you might be training at the gym. In the gym, you'd have access to a cable, which I'll prefer, but I'll get into that in a second. If you're home, it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that you have to be alert of something, aware of something. And that is when you do it with a band, the strength curve on the band is different than what you're going to encounter here on a cable. And that is as you stretch the band further and further out, it gets more and more difficult. But the most difficult portion of this exercise is the end. So if I were to start and try to do full range of motion where my arms are out in front of me, getting a scapular protraction here and then come back into the face pull, I actually hit a wall. I don't have the strength because this band got too hard too quick. So I'd either have to compromise and use a lighter band or I'd have to kind of stand closer here and start in the kind of mid-range of the exercise so I was able to get into position at the end. It's just something you have to be aware of if you're going to train at home. Ideally though you would use, uh, you would use a, a cable machine. But what would you attach here? You, you wouldn't want to attach a bar to this because you're going to limit the amount of rotation you can get which is an all-important component of this exercise through your shoulders. So you'd use a rope. But the problem with one rope is it's oftentimes not long enough because as you're going to see here, we're going to want to get our arms out wide and not just here, but out wide so we can actually get into external rotation. And that, this is limited by the use of a single rope. So you could either attach like a sled rope like this to get more length or what I like to do is just take another rope from the gym, pull that one down, attach a second rope now, and now I've got the length that I need to maintain that position here. So that's what you want to you know, make sure you can do to get yourself in the right spot. The next thing would be, well, what is the, the height? What do you want to set the height here? And again, you see sometimes people taking this thing from a low position. The problem with low is it's literally setting up the wrong mechanics of the exercise. You don't pull from low to high. You saw Jesse doing this. We call it the upright pull or whatever it is. It's horrible for your shoulder. You're basically performing an upright row instead of a face pull. But what's more important is that when you resist yourself from low to high, you're, you're asking for an eccentric contraction of the rotator cuff and the, and the external rotators of the shoulder to counteract that because you're being pulled down and forward, right? This is the angle, down and forward. You want to make sure that you have yourself going from high to low because if I'm getting pulled in this direction, not only is my arm getting pulled there, but my back gets pulled there too. I lose my thoracic extension. And what happens there is the amount that I can actually externally rotate, and you can do this yourself right now. If you round your thoracic spine and try to externally rotate, you only get a certain amount. If I were to stand up into full extension, 
Now I get an extra 20 degrees of external rotation. So if we could fix that just by making this thing anchor high, that's what we would do. So now, by getting in this high anchor position, when I pull back, I'm concentrically pulling back into external rotation. Strengthening those muscles there, the ones that we're trying to work on the most, along with the rear delts and, of course, the mid-scap rhomboids and traps. So I'm in this position here. So we want to pull from high to low. Next is the stance. How do you stand? People say, I'm never sure if I'm supposed to stand square or if I'm supposed to stand like this or if I'm supposed to put my leg up on something. No, you, you don't want to do that. You want to stand square if, if at all possible. It's, it's more athletic. You get into an athletic stance. You square up and you pull. What it does is it regulates the amount of weight that you can use. So that I can't overload this to the point where it degrades the form on the exercise. Because if I try to go so heavy that I'm getting pulled forward, I'm going too heavy. And it's a good, easy sign for you to know that. But you want to be able to square up here and pull around that torso this way. Right? If you have to. If it's, if it's not because you're using too heavy a weight, but because you have bad balance, you can get into a staggered position here, but square up your hips and square up your shoulders and pull that way throughout the exercise. Now, here's where it gets really important. It's the, the grip, right? What is the, how are you gripping this, this rope? Because all the time I see people, especially if you correctly put it up high, they take an overhand grip and overhand grip, and then they pull. And what this is promoting is, again, internal rotation of the shoulder with elevation of the arms up overhead. You don't want to be there, especially if you do this as often as I'm going to recommend you do this. You're accumulating a lot of repetitions in an internally rotated shoulder position with elevation. Not a good idea. So instead you grab it from underneath and underneath, okay? And you point your thumbs backwards so that now when I've gripped it this way and I come back, you can see that I'm getting external rotation of the shoulder at the top with elevation here as opposed to internal rotation which leads us right into the travel, right? What the exercise looks like when you start to perform it. And there's two things that you really want to focus on here. The first thing is, where are you pulling to? What's the destination? And this should be easy, but it actually gets screwed up a whole hell of a lot of times. This, guys, is a face pull. So that means you're pulling to your face, right? Right around your nose. My big nose is a nice target for me. I can come right towards my nose. If I could, I'd pull it right in here, right? A face pull. It's not a clavicle pull. In here, you're not trying to pull down there. It's not a chest pull, right? It's not an overhead pull like that. It's a face pull. So you want to make sure that that's your destination. In terms of the main driver of this, this is what's key. What wins the race to the back position there? Your elbows or your hands? The answer is your hands. And this is where people, I think, get this wrong all the time. They let their elbows win. They do this. They do this. This is, a, this is an elbow beating my hand. My hand is, a, is the length of my forearm away from my elbow right now. That's not what I want. That's once again internal rotation with elevation. What I need to do is I need to let my hands beat my elbows in a race to the back. Right? I come in here, the hand beats the elbow. Because what that ensures is I'm getting external rotation. And what I'm really trying to do here is I'm trying to close down the back here. Right? Open the chest. Close down the back, squeeze the shoulder blades, externally rotate, get the rotator cuff involved, let the traps pull and help. Right? We want to make sure that the real race is being won by the rotator cuff in this exercise, not by the rear delt in some sort of a row. That's, there's a different exercise. The benefit of this exercise is driven by the rotator cuff. If you can't do that, there's a couple modifications that will help you. The first one is to actually reinforce that is to actually just get down on the ground. If I get down here, and I perform this, if I just leave with the elbows, my hands don't come anywhere close to the ground. 
So what I could do is I could come down here and make sure my hands, or at least the nubs of the rope, make contact with that ground. And my elbows are elevated here. And I squeeze for a second or two, and I come back up. Down, and I hold and squeeze. Don't let the hands drift. Keep them down in contact with the ground. It's not just a great way to feel this. It's just a great way to do the exercise. But another variation that you could do, just sort of an alternative to add more to this exercise is one I showed you recently, and that is adding a raise of the arms at the top. So I get back here, and then I raise the arms up, and then I come back down. What this is doing is it's adding the lower traps to the equation here. We're already hitting almost everything in our back. The lower traps are really important for creating stability of the scapula as we raise our arms up over our head. So we don't want to ignore that. If we can build that in with a simple raise of the arms at the end here, in a holding isometrically in that back position, then why wouldn't we do it? It is a bit more complicated. It does require a little bit more strength, but it's one that you want to explore if you can. The last two things are how you would program this from a weight perspective, a sets, that type of thing, and also how frequently. Weights, I mentioned before, not so heavy that it's actually pulling you forward, but not so light that the, that the exercise actually becomes ridiculous because people will think this is a corrective exercise and they'll come and they'll, they'll get limp here, right? This is not helping. This is not helping. What you do is you want to make sure that you're using enough weight to create strength benefits. You're trying to strengthen weak muscles that are being compromised by over-dominant anterior chain muscles that have put you in this position. These need to get stronger. So create, choose a weight that is a resistance that's challenging for you. But most importantly, it's the set rep structure. If you're gonna do 10 to 12 reps of these, make sure it's 12 sets of one or 10 sets of one. That's the mentality. Every single one of them has to be a good, solid contraction here. Squeeze, hold, raise up if you're going to, come down, and rest. Reset, come back, high quality repetition, come up, down, and through. That's the key to the effectiveness of the exercise, is the quality. In terms of how frequent you wanna do this, guys, you would work it in, as I said before in a video, every workout, at the end of every single workout, I don't care if you're working your legs, or if you're working your back or pull or push or whatever, you can benefit from a couple sets of face pulls here. You're not going to overtrain with these. It's just addressing a weakness, a postural, uh, in, the, in the postural effects that this, that this weakness has on you through a little bit more regular frequency. So guys, I hope you found this video helpful. This, this tutorial is meant to be complete so you actually get this right. Because if you're going to be doing these as often as I recommend, if you place the importance on this exercise that I recommend you do, I gotta make sure you get it right. If you're looking for plans where we place as much care in the selection of all of our exercises, it's not just what you do, but how you do it, then head to athenx.com and look at all of our programs, guys. They're set up based on the goals that you're trying to achieve. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know what else you want me to cover. I'll do my best to do that for you. And if you haven't already, guys, make sure you subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss a video when we put one out. All right, guys, I'll see you soon. Jesse, stay far, far away from me, please.